Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. So it seems I've gone against what I initially planned for this trilogy in that we were going to space it out more equally throughout the year, but it seemed like a lot of people were interested in knowing what we thought about the following before sunrise. So I thought, well, maybe we'll just do it every other week to, to see what we get from these other two films. Well, it is the month of love. It's February. It's We've had Valentine's Day. I feel like I this is kind yeah. of secretly worked well, in a sense. Yeah, I suppose. I really looked forward to this, actually, because I don't think I could have waited until the summer. And to be fair, I will have probably forgotten the film, the first one, knowing me with my goldfish memory, and had to recap it. But because we've kind of left a bit of a gap, but it's not kind of been a distant memory in my mind, Yeah, it's helped having a bit of a breather from it. And still wanting to go back to it and watch it again. And even now watching this one, I can't wait to watch the final the film. Yeah, because yeah. you still left in that uncertainty of will they, won't they, what is this no, relationship? I get, I get what you mean, yeah. Interestingly enough, we haven't gone into this doing like a pre-ramble because I kind of didn't want to get like a spoiler on what might be occurring within the, like how long it was actually left yep. between the, when they, they obviously said six months, but we were uncertain whether... I don't know about you, but like how long it was actually going to be or whether it was obviously, you know, obviously because there's other films, they, they did obviously meet at some point, but how mm. long the gap was. But No, I agree. I didn't think they would meet when in six months' time, like they mm. agreed. I didn't think that was going to happen. I feel like it is a bit of a longer version of serendipity, this film, mm -hmm. in a sense of fate kind of brings them back together. And like, they didn't know each other's last names, they didn't exchange numbers or anything like that. And now... They're kicking themselves a little bit because of that fact. And they resent the life that they sort of have. So I understand because why. Because of that, you... this experience that they've encountered. Yeah, yeah. And I understand what you mean by a pre ramble. If we'd have read the back of the case, if that would have given too much away going into yeah. the film. Yeah. Does it? Um, well, I can read what it says on the back now <laughs> in retrospect mm -hmm. of, of things. But, and I say, like, interestingly enough, the fact that the film came out nine years after the fact and it was nine years when yeah. they said they, they were meeting back up again. Which I really liked because they actually looked like they had aged. They looked different mm. and Celine looked so much better than Jessie for ageing. I won't say she didn't. She looked like a swan. I think Jessie peaked in his youth a little bit. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so I'll kind of go over what this says. In the breathtaking follow-up to Before Sunrise, Celine tracks down Jessie, now an author, at the tail end of his book tour in Paris with only a few hours left before he is to board a flight back home to the States. That would have given it away to me. Hmm. If we'd have done a pre-ramble, yeah. I would have already assumed that they hadn't met because of the word tracked down. Yeah. Makes you think that they never actually got to see each other. Yeah. So I'm glad we didn't do the pre-ramble. I'd have known what I would get myself into. Know, exactly, yeah, so that's why I kind of want to keep that out. And I probably will do the same for the other one, to Agreed. be fair. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. That's all right with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I normally would, but... <laughs> 
Because they kind of give it a bit more a vague summary of when you see them. But we already kind of know what the film's going to be about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we don't really need to do a pre-ramble of if we're looking forward to it or not, because we already kind of know. Yeah. And that we are, in fact. Yeah. 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 And what we're going yeah. into. It's just what the outcome is. And it's, even now, it's leading you down a garden path which you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Because it does leave you off a cliffhanger again. Yeah, so this one, again, is full of deep conversational pieces. Imagine the can... lines on this of having to learn them. I know. I've got a feeling that I say it like, again, multiple times where they're just walking down one take down the street or whatever yeah. and probably that may have been ad-libbed. I feel like there might have been some like, right, here's a notion of what to talk about but just freeform it if you want. I've got a feeling that's probably part Maybe. of the, the, the process because you would, to have that kind remember? of casualness of how to talk about such a particular subject they just make it look effortless. They do, yeah. they do. It makes you feel like you are actually just watching somebody, not actually acting, but like just a couple are being videoed somewhere and they don't realise there's cameras on them or something. That's what <laughs> it feels like. It's quite a sad one, though, this is, to be honest. And also quite a short one. Yeah. But, but I almost feel like the fact that it is quite short, it feels like it almost is on in real time, if that makes sense, because it's almost like from the moment <laughs> she's there at the bookstore... Where he's doing these, these sign in for his new book. And it's like, right, let's go and grab a coffee. They're in there for a little while. And it's like, right, walk out the street, go down through a park or whatever, get on a boat, go to an apartment. And then that's kind of like, that all seems to take place within this, what, praise the length couple, of time. A couple of, of hours, of, yeah. An hour and, a, and 20 minutes. So I don't think you do all that in an hour and 20 minutes, but I know what you're meaning. To, to an extent, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It feels like that could be like three hours of your day or something, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they've only had a short blip of time together. Yeah, and it's almost like picking up where they left off. Of, essentially, mm. it feels like old friends, but you feel so comfortable in that. You know, you only saw them yesterday, almost. Yeah, yeah. And it's only them special people, like certain people that have that kind of special. Mm-hmm. Yes. Quality about them. Like you might meet somebody from way back in school and be like, "Oh, how you doing? Yeah, right. Yeah." You do your pleasantries, and then that's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas if you can just talk to somebody and pick off from where you left off like two years ago, mm-hmm. then it shows yeah. Yeah. that that person is a true friend. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of delve into the fact that Jesse is now an author. He's got a book that's been quite successful, which is called This Time, which is referring back to the time of him and Celine when they were like in their early 20s. They never met one another six months down the line. Jesse, however, did go out of his way to go and see her and he had further to travel yeah <laughs> and celine bless her her grandma passed away passed away yeah. on the day that she was meant to be traveling down which is a valid reason, reason. of not yeah. to go somewhere you know it's not like she didn't want to and you can kind of feel like this bit of regret and remorse for the fact like oh a what if moment of if we had have both arrived at the same time or if we'd exchanged numbers what would our been life a bit be more sensible about right where do you where do you reside? What's what's your number I can reach you on, or something yeah. like that? It might not have been just like so wild and carefree mm. about the situation. And and I think that shows with age. Because obviously we're in our thirties now, and I definitely feel the way that Celine feels. Like in my twenties, I was so gullible, I was so innocent, and I know I still got a little bit of innocence in me. I'm not completely, mm. but when you first met me, I would believe anything anyone would say, and I trust anybody. Until they gave me a reason not to. Mm. I would give them everything of my myself, basically. Of, of, I'd give somebody my last penny. Like, I'd put them before me because I was that naive. Mm. And 
when you get to your thirties, you, you become a bit more cynical. You become a bit like life has thrown you a lot of crap. You get to a point of where you can filter things and you can judge things a little bit and know the situation. What what, what you really like, you'd hope. Yeah. And what you know, like you, you know, your time is more finite. I suppose it's like mm. right. Okay, I've got to make the most of what time I have left in my life. Do something. Not that we're going to be dying. No, when we're in our thirties, hopefully not. No, no. Touch wood. But it's more of a. You value your time and you know that work takes up a hell of a lot of your time. That when you do have free time, what you do with that free time mm-hmm. is massive. Yeah. So like for in Celine's case, it's like she wants to do something to help the environment. So she's with Greenpeace. Yeah. To, f- to feel like help better herself really. And maybe because like she can't help herself in like with relationships and stuff. It, it seems the case she can't. She's not found anybody quite like Jesse, it's kind of like, right, dedicate my time and efforts into making everyone else's lives a bit better. And that's kind of yeah. a good way of looking at how that I think comes she, about. She's always been that kind of person that wants to do good and always kind of pointing out the wrong, even at a young age. So I think the job that she's in definitely give, is giving her fulfilment and a purpose, which helps her. She was in politics for a little bit, and I can imagine she'd have been quite good at that, but because she's quite outspoken about topics... I think she could get herself into a lot of bother as well because mm-hmm. she's so opinionated and passionate about them. And I think just, yet again, Celine as a character within this, she's just such a raw, beautiful person. Even like when she's in the cafe and she's smoking, somehow <laughs> she's So looks, glamorous, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know if I'd look yeah, glamorous it's the, smoking. the French lady stereotype almost. Like, I think just it is. is yeah. Like, Jesse didn't look as good, though, did he? No, I guess not. A woman smoking seems to be sexualised more woman holding anything could be sexualized holding a burger or anything could be sexualized if you put your mind to it we're just reaping sex appeal that's what it is yeah (laughs) but no i do think she's more of the lovable character yet again throughout this film like she was (laughs) kind of walking down going oh i wasn't able to make it and telling jesse why she didn't turn up and everything and then he said he didn't turn up because obviously he was being the typical bloke kind of trying to save face yeah and then she was like but why didn't you show up and she was like, if I could have showed up, I would have shown up. Hmm. And I'd have been there, kind of guilting him to being, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I did actually. It makes him look like he's kind of pathetic or, you know, like, wounded <laughs> yeah. animal yeah, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. I don't know. He seems to be more het up about it. And... Oh, yeah, he's definitely, he's, especially more the back end when he's like, oh, what if your you, grandma had died like a week before or a week after then it almost like that wouldn't have happened. Our lives would have been so much easier or we would have been together possibly. And it's like, you can't put that pressure on somebody. What happened happened. And it's it's almost like he's kind of being a little bit of a dick about it in a sense. I can sort of get his frustration, but it's like, it's just keep it to yourself maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I can kind of relate with him. I'm going to kind of put a spanner in the work and go, to be fair, it is all his fault. Because he was the one who spoke to her. He was the one who said, let's get off and go together. I don't want to be that guy that you then think of what if moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, he became that guy and she became that woman. That this elusive yeah. what if. And then that haunted them for the rest of their lives. Mm. And I don't think they've ever been able to move on from it. No. I think it's definitely more her that seems to be having relationship woes. That seemed more apparent when she was describing. I think so. But happens. I think women are... Once they know they've found something, we won't settle for second best, which a man will. 
And I think that's the issue. The woman will strive for what she knows is, is right, whereas Jesse's married and he's not happy. No, he's not. He's kind of did it because she got caught pregnant at that point. I guess yeah. it's the right it's like, thing I to I do. I guess I've got to marry her now. But he's he still wants to do right by his son and everything, which is, is nice. He's not like, a like oh, I'll just not spend any time with him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're a mistake. No, he loves his son, and, doesn't he? Yeah, because I think but, it's, it's stemming from his own parents and like don't want that broken mm, home aspect yeah. and everything. It's, but I think is, with Celine as well, she's like, well, you're married, you're off the books. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going near you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, when we're watching it initially, but then they're, especially when we're in the cafe, and you kind of pointed out like a first flash moment of like seeing the ring on his finger, like, oh, he's, he's married, and like, oh right, okay, I didn't quite see that. I was like again looking for that <laughs> thing where his hand came into shot with yeah. the other ring. It's like, when's that going to get brought up? Eventually, it does. But well, I was checking them for Celine, like seeing because I was, was waiting, talking. waiting for her to say something at that point, like yeah, like, like oh, you're oh, married, you're, so you're married. But she she says something like, oh, she read it in an article or something, or unless it was on the the back of the sleeve of the book. No, maybe. I think it must have been like an article that was about his book and about his life and making it sound like oh, he's an upcoming author the, who's married, married and got a kid yeah. and yeah, his life sounded so perfect. Basically, mm-hmm. when she read it, yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? Like on Instagram, you can look like you having a fab time and everything's all hunky-dory yeah. and life's brilliant and peaches. <laughs> but actually, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. No. I don't really know how the ending's going to depict with this because it's like, I think they both are yearning for one another. I do get that and I get the fact that they regret not seeing each other and not passing numbers and being able to co- communicate. <laughs> but then she's kind of pushing him away saying, you were the one who made me romanticise love. Yes. And then I could never find anything like that again. And I've become cynical and bitter and a bit twisted because of that night. So I think she kind of wants to forget the night and put it in a box and wish it never happened. Whereas Jesse's the opposite. He remembers that night all the time Mm -hmm. and just wishes he could have been with her. And I don't know if it's actually love or lust at this stage from Jesse. It almost feels like it is lust because he's, he keeps bringing up the fact that, like, oh, no, if we were just together we'd, in between stuff, we'd just be having, like, rumpus sex or whatever yeah. and all that kind of stuff on it. He kind of looks as if, like, he's wanting to lean in and kiss her and everything. It's like, I was waiting for that to occur throughout the film, but that, it doesn't. But Which is nice, actually, because I think she would push him away because she's a strong-willed woman and I think she's got morals <laughs> and I don't think she would go with a married man. Maybe until next time we see. But... Maybe when she's a bit older and romance yeah. still hasn't come yeah. her way, mm-hmm. then maybe. Unless he gets divorced in the next one. Then she might. Which might happen, yeah. Then then I think she would. Or maybe, is it, <laughs> look what we're doing these predictions and what <laughs> but maybe it's like, it's the shoes on the other foot that she gets married and he gets divorced and finds her again or something. It's like, oh, no, I'm searching you down, but you're married. And it's like, oh, no, sorry, mate, I've found somebody else. I think she would be, though, because she's so strong-willed. If she'd married somebody, she's married. Yeah. And he, it's his loss. I don't think she'd marry anyone just for the sake of marrying somebody. She doesn't seem that type. She's in her 30s now. If she's not married, then she's waiting for the right one. Some of the topics they bring up as well, when mm. they're obviously having the, the coffee and just just walking around, whatever. Jesse says, like, how, how he's older... His problems deepen, but he can handle them better as opposed to when he was a lot younger. Yeah. And, uh, Everything just always seems like a big mountain when you're younger. younger. Everything just seems more of a challenge because it's all new and different and scary. 
you don't know how to approach your hormones or you just your mentality. Yeah, and I think it is because it's all new. And there's a lot of people a lot older than you in them environments, and you're the fresh young puppy face. You're looking to them for guidance, maybe, on how yeah. to, to do things. You get to a certain age, right? You, you, you've grown up enough now, you've got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, and I think that's and, where we're at. I think yeah. we're still childs at heart. But at yeah. the same time, we know we're adults and we have to sort yeah. our own yeah, shit out. I.e. the house, for example, when things go wrong in the house, right, okay, right, you've got to be, you've got to mm-hmm. sort it out, get someone in or... Fix it yourself and then or... bugger it up even yeah. more. We've yeah. had that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a tap dripping. And then we were like, oh, we'll just try and tighten that tap up. And then somehow it decided to overflow the garage. And yeah. we're like, right, we've just made it worse. We could have left it and saved yourself like £200. <laughs> But it is what it is, but you learn from your mistakes and you grow. And I think that's in your 30s, you've had your 20s, which everyone thinks, oh, you come out of uni, you graduate, you go into a job, then get married, you have kids. And it's like, it doesn't really work that way. I think when you're in your 20s, you get idolised that you can do anything you want. And then you realise the the big, bad bad world sometimes don't want you to do everything you want and you can't always do what you want because money and situations dictate a lot, a lot of, that. of that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas in uni, you're like, oh, you can be whatever you want to be. And it's like, yeah, but if I apply for a job and they don't give me it... Then what? I can't, yeah. I can't really, can no, I? No, <laughs> And they don't really teach you how to cope Prepare. with that. No. And then when you're in your 30s, like us, then you, you're kind of aware of these situations and you're a bit more cynical about it. Yeah, you kind of like, okay, well, if I'd have known that at that point, I could have mm. maybe, as a asserted myself a bit better with I don't know, applying just randomly to companies and in the vain hope that they might select me or do something to boost my portfolio or something. I don't know, but it depends on the, the job situation of yeah. you're going into. But yeah. It does really show though. Like I think now if somebody asked me and I've only just got into my thirties, but like late twenties, I feel like early thirties you establish yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You become more like you get a house, you get married, you get you more establishments then when you come out of uni you think that you're just going to get that at the click of the finger mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen and i think this shows it within this movie like jesse's successful he's an author celine's got a job that she really likes she's got her own apartment jesse's married and got a kid and mm-hmm. settled down mm-hmm. yeah and it shows how life change and p- progress and i think that's why i really like the fact that they waited nine years because jesse does say oh it's been nine years since i've seen you and celine's like oh well do i look any different and like compared to when I first met you to how you look now, I'd like to think there's a complete difference in, in me as well. Yeah, absolutely. You were like this skinny little teenage, 20-year-old well, man. Well, the teenager if I was 20s. But you just looked like a teenage physique still. You were like... Yeah, and then... Stick up and what down. What happened? What happened? I fed you too Age much. Age happened. <laughs> no, I think I just overfed you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was the opposite when you met me. Body just went... No, you're going to put on weight now. No, but you look so much better for it. (laughs) You really do. But Jessie looked more old and weathered. Like, Celine looked thinner, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. And she looked more kind of confident, not as Mm. naive. I suppose. Her innocence had gone a little bit. She was more like a woman. And Jessie just looked weathered, like life had got him down. Well, he he said that, didn't he? His life has been, like... Well, it's like 24-7, like, mm. bad or whatever. But I always think they did say this, though, and I think Celine said it, 
well, if you think life's bad and you're a negative person, you could have all the money in the world and then depending on what situation you put in, you're still going to feel that way. Some people are just more optimistic and positive people. It's just who they are. I think that's what he said as well. Something about like someone who's like paraplegic or something Mm. and the situation they'll kind of balance out despite, you know, they get you accustomed to to that lifestyle or like say if someone was a millionaire, that balance out as well. So it's all kind of become equal. Mm. by the end of it no matter what life throws at you i suppose but yeah because you change in certain points but you can't change who you are that's what celine says Mm -hmm. you're still who you're going to be even if you developed you're still you Mm -hmm. yeah and they also bring up about like which i'm sure you might also have this well where you kind of misremember memories Mm -hmm. like i guess obviously like press at this point right like when you're younger and you might remember something yeah completely different like I think, was that a, like a real, I don't know, like a, like you've said before, like, does anyone remember this cartoon? Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Or something, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I do. When you, like Dapple Farm. Yeah, or, or like that Oaky Coke. Oaky Cokey. Like stop motion. Th- Acorn. Uh, Acorn guy. Yeah. yeah. And things like that. And it's like, yeah, some people do remember. And it's it's kind of like, it's sometimes a relief when people do think for those situations. But I'm guessing, like, any more particular personal memories you might misremember. Mm. I don't know if there's any examples of that that you can think off the top of your head. Or See, it's quite... This is quite sad. I don't remember much of being little. Hmm. Like, some people are really good at that. Like, they can describe their bedroom and everything. And my childhood memories, which I remembered, normally seem to be right with what I re- remember. But Sarah, however, my sister, her memories, she always seems to make them seem worse than what they actually were. Right. She thinks that she was left on her own hmm. in our old house yes. and like no parents were there. And she was crying at the top of the stairs. And I think she was just crying at the top of the stairs because she'd been put to bed. And mum were downstairs just ignoring her, thinking yeah. you'll go back to bed. But she assumed nobody mm, was in the house. no one was paying attention to it. Yeah, thinking, oh, why is no one here? And I'm she sure. will yeah. say that mum and dad left her on her own yeah. still today. Because that's what she thinks happened. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it does show. Misconstrued. Yeah. yeah. In, in that way, yeah. But yeah. in her head, she was left on her own. They didn't. They weren't there. Because they didn't, you know, it was like, if we be quiet, she'll go back to bed. There's another line where it says, life's hard, it's supposed to be, if we didn't suffer, we don't grow. Mm-hmm. So that's another aspect of it, where if life was just so damn easy and you everything... You wouldn't learn anything at all, would you? Yeah. You, it, it, you. you have to make those mistakes sometimes to better yourself. It's just how it is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, like, it, even having children, you kind of have to let them make their own mistakes instead of making life perfect because when you're not there, how hard is that going to be for them to mm. learn that? Better to learn it at a younger age and realise life's yeah, and hard. Yeah, go like, do you see what went wrong there? Or And help them. Uh, obviously, obviously there's certain things you can't afford for them to make, like, you know, setting the hand on fire or put your hand, you know, put your hand on the over the stove or whatever, yeah. that kind of stuff. But, but like in relationships and such like that, I know it sounds awful. Like, let's say if we have a child and they have... A boyfriend you don't like you can kind of guide them and develop them to say mm, is he really right for you kind of thing but at the same time you don't want to do that because my my mum's mum said to her that 
marry my dad, she'd have no money and that he wasn't the right fit for her. And that made mum go the opposite way mm-hmm. of going, I'll show her that he is. Now they're divorced and they're not together. And mum agrees that her mum was right. Mm-hmm. But the way that her mum handled it was too abrupt to make somebody yeah. go the opposite way. She Mum needed to le- learn it for herself. Which is never easy when you're a parent, I can imagine. No, you only want to try and do what's right yeah. for them. But... So there was an aspect of when she actually was in America. Yes, she did. So there's that's kind of like a bit of a whoa, whoa, whoa moment for him. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you were there this whole time and you didn't... Didn't meet you, didn't Yeah, see didn't you. make an effort. But... I do think, well, how was she meant to? Like, she only had a first name. What could she have done? Like, Yeah, it's not exactly like look through the telephone book or whatever. <laughs> how did she even know he was still there? Like, he could have moved. He could have gone to France and been, like, trying to find her while she's in America. It's a big world. You know, she didn't know that. And I think she went to try and find him, probably. But they never stumbled into one another. Yeah, just I mean, just like he wrote the book to find... Yeah, again, like a, almost like a rom-com scenario type of thing. Imagine, could... though, if it's his wife. Like, his wife's reading this book that's about a woman. Does his wife well, know about the situation? It, he must must do, because... But unless she's very, like, <laughs> forgiving of, like, oh, that experience is, or whatever... Mm. Or she's just really gullible, I don't know. Um, like, oh, oh, yeah, it's, it's just plucked out of thin air, almost. Like, yeah. how do you come up with this? <laughs> but, um, I feel like, though, with that, if you're thinking it's been plucked up out of thin air, I don't think that's probably what she thinks. She can't think her husband's that romantic that he's written a story about a French girl that... Hmm. It must be relatable, and she must... Every couple goes through that situation of how many people have you slept with, have you had any one-night hmm. stands, them kind of questions. And I feel like Jessie would be the type to admit that. Yeah, and, and she's of... not got any worries about it. It's just, it's just something that happened but for her. I don't know, because like, they say that they don't seem to be a couple anymore and they're not. They're just in it for the kid, aren't they, either way? So maybe she knows deep down that Jessie's... Or maybe that's just him saying that. He just might feel empty inside. She might still be seemingly happy with the relationship and he's kind of just putting on a brave face for the... This the kid sad though so many couples stay together just because of children and Mm -hmm. you know the funny thing is the children don't want you to yeah because it makes them miserable at home like you said there was no laughter and celine was like can't believe like even my parents used to argue but after they argued they'd laugh laugh about it yeah again just showing how different it is for from both their sides of growing up and how their experiences are with parent and like I guess that's like me and you, really. Yeah. You're more Celine because her parents are still together, and I'm more Jessie from a like a divorced, broken yeah. background. And, yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm cynical. No, that's not. I think if anything, I'm more open to wanting to make it work because they didn't have that. I'm not saying we're just forcing this. No, no, but I mean, if we did like get to a point of where it was tepid water kind of thing i'd i'd want to fight for it i wouldn't want to just throw it down the drain oh, right. if that makes sense i wouldn't be like oh, i'm calling it quits because i know how that feels mm-hmm. first hand yeah well, when they're in the cab and obviously she's going about the the romanticism of the, <laughs> the hard to engage with relationships and everything she has a proper little mini belt no, no, meltdown no. yeah but I kind of feel that he's almost well. It looks like he's got like tears in his eyes as he's like explaining this this dream he's had of like her like with a kid and mm. being his wife or something, and then waking up it's like oh no, it's actually my wife kind of thing. It's almost like he's 
he's really wanting to fight for this because he's all that time and he went there six months later, he didn't get his chance to meet her mm. and it's like something time's lost and it's like, it's a bit of a it is, situation because of how... They were so young and a part of me just thinks is he romanticising it as a what-if moment and like like she said, we could have dated and we, could, we might not have even worked. Yeah. Like, you don't know this, you're thinking of all yeah. this just from one night we spent together. He hasn't seen all her moods, he hasn't seen all her emotions. No. He doesn't really know her that well, no. like, to be able no. to... and I say, like, nine years can definitely... Change change to change person. But yeah. they only spent a night, like, a full day and a night together. Anyone can be on the best form for a full day and a night. I know, you you got to see them test the waters for a lot longer to, to know if you want to spend the rest of your lives with them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I do feel for Celine more in this. I feel like she's had it a little bit harder and Jessie's kind of woes me a little bit more as a pathetic kind of character. Like, oh, well, you got married. Like, it's like, oh, I thought I saw you on the day of my wedding. It's like, well, if you were still thinking of her... Are you thinking, yeah, yeah. Of the day of your wedding to your soon-to-be wife, then clearly you shouldn't be getting mm. married. I know you've knocked her up, but still, do the woman a favour. Yeah, and I don't know how he'd pose that. Sorry, I can't marry you because I think about this this one time. Oh, that one that you wrote in a book or yeah. you've written down. It took you how many years to write it, but you know, the, on these pages. I like, just feel like I couldn't handle that. Like, if that was something that you had, if you had a what-if moment and this girl was always looming behind mm. you, then it's like, how can I even be in your future i know it's it seems strange to think that to hold on to something like that what if like what you what you to do with that information if you can't really mm. do anything with it it's just it's it's happened it's in the past kind of move, on. move on yeah just... i think celine actually just say that the past is in the past it wasn't meant to be that's the way things are just is like oh no it might have been different and it's like no i do i do believe in fate and i think things happen for a reason people come into your life and they give you loads of brilliant lessons and you learn from them and once you've learned everything that's when you kind of your time with that person then moves on yeah and that's how people drift apart and then you get close to somebody else and and then there's some people that you just keep like and they are meant to be part of your life like, you've got a lot of school friends and you've kept them. Whereas I see it's like certain people serve you throughout your time. Mm-hmm. And then you outgrow. Absolutely. And that's not a bad thing. And it's just the way life is. And I think everything happens for a reason. I'm just, I'm thinking it's kind of just, I mean, this this story for them is kind of written as, as it stands anyway. Like, it's it's not meant to be, but it, it kind of is because that's that's why this is like a trilogy of how their relationship is going through peaks and valleys. I don't know, like I say, what is in store for next time with it, but it's 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 definitely intriguing, and it's like how you get, again, drawn into these conversations. Like I'm my note-taking, it's kind of like... Minimal? Mi- minimal, because I'm just, <laughs> again, enthralled by what they've got to say. And it's and so fast-paced as well, talking, like they're not... Well, I wouldn't even say No, but that. I mean, it's like, there's no kind of quiet moment. And They're quite... Continuous. Yes. Continuous flow yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I've kind of like, I've kind of written a couple of things of what they've they've kind of touched upon 
but like okay well I, right okay just just slow down a sec yeah, yeah. In, in that sense of fast pace but like that that seems kind of important and 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 it's just just really engaging with what to say again they've got the, what they've got to say mm. yeah. Yeah. speaking of which another celine line because mm. i just think she's top notch with everything she has mm. to say i just i mm. really root for her as a woman and mm. i think she she hits the nail on the head so there's a couple of things that she says so for example sex is not the be all and end all kind of thing you know yet yeah, if we were like that at it 24 7 all the time and that lust and romance was there at the beginning 10 years later that's not really normal and obviously she's given birth as jesse's wife she's not gonna want to be doing that all the time now because she's got someone else she needs to look after and she roots for jesse's wife even though jesse's like oh well we don't do it anymore and all of that and i think men sometimes just think with their underpants on that situation you might be casting aspersions there, but I think, I mean, personally myself, I'm thinking like when younger, that all, that, yes, admittedly, that was like all that it seemed like to be the be all end all, like, right, oh, let's have a relationship and be like, let's be in the throes of just touching each other and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I think as I've gotten older, it's kind of getting to a point of, like you come complacent as well, Paul. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> to agree, it's not like I'm I'm striving for that too too much. I think you're more content. Mm. I think sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It get... doesn't have to be like a, because we know we love each other type of thing. It's not like a. It's almost having to, to do that. It's like you have to prove that you're still in love with me. You're not, you know, having to be that intimate. It's like yeah. right, yeah, you love me, right? <laughs> In that in that respect, because we're not just mm. yeah. at, at, at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also it's... has another line for for men as well. Men feel useless as women can now look after themselves and don't need a man only to love them. So now we can get a job. We're successful. We can defend for ourselves. You know, like back in the day, the man would go out to work yeah. and the little mm. housewife would yeah. clean and cook for mm-hmm. and wait for him to come home. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. We're more than able yeah and really we only need a man for companionship and i think procreate men find that hard to think that women aren't a damsel in distress anymore i think that's what she's portraying yeah yeah, some some men do but again i'm not about that really you'd rather be a damsel in distress than me save you wouldn't you (laughs) no i'm not saying that i'm just (laughs) thinking like how that's just a old way of looking at how women should be are treated, you know, there should be equal rights and good, Paul. I agree. Yeah, yeah, you need to say yeah. all the right things because the microphone's on. <clears throat> <laughs> it's true, though. It is, it is. And yeah. um, one last thing for me, mm-hmm. which is another Celine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, put that on the t shirt Team Celine. Thing like a slogan, oh, actual, right. actual slogan, Team Celine. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I thought you were like, yeah. there was something I'm missing. It rhymes. No, no, no. So, She's really happy being alone. And that made me think of you because, like, she says that and then she read that stupid book and then she blames him. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes she gets into a relationship and she gets stuck and she feels like she's not herself or anything like that. And she's really happy when she's just by herself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a quality you have. Like my own company. Yeah. 
And I like being in your own company, but not talking to you sometimes. And I know that sounds really strange, but that's how I know I've found the right person because I over-talk for the sake of over-talking. And that's probably when I'm not comfortable. Because you've got to feel the, feel like you need to fill the void with... Some, yeah. Whereas with you, I don't. <laughs> no, I guess not. But one of the reasons I kind of like having my own, my own time and home, especially if it's like, say watching something that you might not particularly be interested in because it's like one i don't especially if it's something i haven't seen i haven't vetted particularly but i'm thinking mm, i don't know if you're gonna like this so i won't approach you on that because like i don't want you to be like going through this going oh what what are we what have we put on and i don't know i just i feel like then there's no there's no pressure mm. on that it's like if i want to stop at any point or whatever I then i can just you. go right okay move on put something else on there. Or, or, or things like that, and just yeah, yeah. Because like having to things... worry about what it's only me I've got to please on on that situation, I suppose. Yeah, I get it. Like when you mm-hmm. ask me what I want to watch or if I, where do I want to go if I want to go somewhere, and then you're not enjoying it, that kind of makes me not enjoy it because mm, yeah, I know yeah. you're not enjoying it. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So before we go to the scoring, just one last thing to touch upon. Really, I think when they go into her apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, there's that little cat in the alleyway. Her cat is amazing. The fact that she could carry it up all those steps. Things... And didn't struggle like Yeah, if, if it was like Papa up... hugging and cuddling, and I'm thinking, I'd pick Arthur up. Ah, cat, yeah. I'd be lucky if I got up two steps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. In mine two flights. <laughs> yeah, I know. Put me down. Yeah, yeah. I'd be scrocked yeah. to death. Yeah. So oh, I've got to pick you up and carry you up those stairs again. I'd just like, leave him. Yeah. Like, right, you can make your own yeah, way up. When the reason they're obviously going up is because he wants to hear her. He mentioned earlier, like, oh, you play the guitar and you've written some songs. So can I hear one of your songs? He's like, oh, I can't sing a song. I haven't got a guitar. So go to her apartment to where well, she's got her guitar mm-hmm. to sing. And so she sings this song, the waltz, she calls it. Sounds like a waltz song, like you would waltz to it, but also her voice is very French when she sings. It's quite nice, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but it's sung in English. Yeah, yeah. but it's like that husky waltz (laughs) when she says it. (laughs) Yeah, and so it seems like drops his name in in there. It's like, oh yeah, it's clearly about me. Well, it kind of indicates that anyways, doesn't it? Yeah, just a rhyme. What kind of struck me about that particularly... I only saw it the other week, but I don't think there was much in terms of like a soundtrack in the first film either. But I don't recall anything in this one, like you know, like normally that incidental music, you know, like like you would have in like Serendipity or Love Actually or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like right, this is the the, this moment evokes the feeling of like oh, there's there's something here and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's real life. You yeah. don't have, you don't. Have, there's no background music to indicate, right? This is you're supposed. This is where something magical is going to happen, mm-hmm. or there's just all this sad feeling that's coming over you, or anything like that. So, I kind of appreciate that in the way. And it's obviously this is like the only sort of form of a soundtrack, or form of a song, yeah. Except, except for the very end when she's dancing to Nina Simone on a CD or whatever, with yeah. a little bookie when she's talking about like, seeing her alive and. Like, oh, hey, how are you doing, babe? Yeah. And go back to the piano and he's, like, looking at her. It makes you think after this because she's like, you're going to miss your plane, babe. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. 
Yeah, no, and, and I then think it fade, he... fades out. Then it's like, okay, right. So, where does that leave? Will it continue from that moment, or is it just? I I, I, I want to feel like it logically would because I like, don't think it will. But then, it's, then it might be just like kind of randomly like, okay, what? Where are they now? Kind of thing. I think it'll be, or maybe just from that point, and then it'll go like no. three months later. <laughs> I no. don't know. I think it'll recap at some point where they go, however they meet again. In. They'll go back to that night. For that, to that day, that, yeah, that, the day And they'll be talking there. about yeah, Paris, it and yeah. you'll kind of learn was, about that. I kind of, maybe similarly like how the start of the film where he's describing his book and it kind of flashes back to those moments yeah. where, from the first film where, you know, they bound the train. He could write another book. I think Jesse really wants to sleep with her. Like, there's sexual tension there from him and I'm mm-hmm. like... I just hope Celine's the better woman and goes, no, you're married, I'm sorry, until you divorced or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not really just going to lay around with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so should we go into the scoring? Yes, you first. Oh, is it going to be another 10? Mm. No, not this time. Only because it's like the opposite of you on like the first the score you gave the first film, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I've got this bit of more information of how things have gone, but I need to know what the final outcome is to get to <laughs> yeah. indication of everything really. Yeah. I like I said from the first one, that was almost almost like how his book is because it's like a mm. open ended. Like what happens then? It, obviously, there was there's two follow ups, but as a standalone, that could be a standalone film, and it's like make up your own mind about what mm. happens really. So that's why I gave that such a high score for that. And, and I feel like this one probably isn't. You need the beginning really for yeah, the yeah, middle. Yeah. To, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it, yes, just very very much enjoyable. You know, they say like drawn into what they had to say, and mm. just again, just how they how they were, how they matured in a sense, was a strong main pro because obviously there's a lot more of the, the nuances of like, oh, this is an exciting relationship type of aspect to it. Was and it was romantic. Is what you're saying? It was sort of more serious, but like you say, you had to more to rely on what the first. Mm film had to offer and with it being such a short brief runtime i guess but it was not so that was like oh that was it was rubbish because of that or anything Mm -hmm. but i think nine's still a good spot to to give it for what it was but i agree with you i'm I'm going to nine Nine as well well. okay i'm going to be going nine all the way through which will probably make it a 10 throughout by the time i'm done depending on how first one still sits at nine then is what you're saying i think probably it will all come as a 10 the first one will probably become a 10 Okay. And all of it together will be a 10 by the time that we're done. Well, I yeah, I've got, I've got, I don't know I've got what... a feeling it won't become, well, it was five. No, <laughs> because... I hope not. I think it will be outright yeah. a 10. Okay. I really enjoyed this one, though, being able to relate a lot more to it. Okay. As we're more present within this age gap, gap range, age range. Yeah. Yeah. that we're in. And I feel like we're in a really good kind of time of our peak, really, at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how old they are again. And also leaving it unknown again to the viewer. Of well, do they sleep with each other, and then he catches his plane, and do they ever, never see each other? Probably exchange numbers. I can imagine that this time, yeah, we're more sensible. Yeah, because yeah. they've even both said they regretted doing that. Right. But then, is it that they actually continue a relationship, or is it a friendship? Sixty years old, then they get together. I think the cover of the thing. I don't think the sixty years. Old. Oh, let me look at the cover. Yeah, so it was two thousand thirteen, and maybe in the forties then. There you go. That's, I'm not going to read the back. Well, you see on the... They're not the... grey-haired, are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. You never know. <laughs> and you're thinking it's like, great, you've had your 20s, your 30s, 
Probably, this is probably going to be 40s, going on 50, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so. we don't know how that feels yet to be there. <laughs> no, no, maybe, maybe it's, more uh, maybe it's like, twisted. Yeah, see, reflection of what's to come. Mm, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> but I do want to know how this ends. So yeah, I agree. I'd watch it now, yeah. like, just to know. That's how eager I am. Mm, so to break up, though. That's the, the format. I can still watch it, though. Just the, the listeners won't get to hear it <laughs> until two weeks' time. Doesn't mean I have to wait. I guess. Showing behind the curtain here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because normally we watch it, don't we? The, like the week of, and then the it airs. Weekend, yeah, yeah. I know. Incidentally, one of the things that can change is you, the listeners, to join the Patreon. Why can yeah. that change? I mean, oh, they can do it. Yeah, change how many we have is what I mean. Oh, I see. Let's join the. Come join the family. Yeah. Get to vote, and you still get more say than I do. So. But actually, to be fair, the patrons did really well this week. Thank Indeed. you for your pick. I yes. approve. So those patrons are Mark from 100 Things Learned from Film. Yay! Ben from Film Vloggers. And Fiona. Don't miss Fiona out. I know she doesn't pay you a pound, but still, no. they're a couple. I know, I know. They come as one. And they did let us go to a wonderful afternoon tea. I mean, it was amazing. Mm. So thank you, guys. I really enjoyed that. Mm. And the podcast is brilliant as well. Sorry. Yeah, because it's about that, isn't it? Not... Mm. Afternoon tea. <laughs> Our friend Jones, who is at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. Yeah. Anything to do with these miniature figure things that he paints. Warhammer. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I know he's going to absolutely slate me now for that. He's like, but also is on a weight loss journey himself as well, which me and Paul are trying to be jumping on that bandwagon. But seems to be more stuff adding to my waistline with afternoon tea, which was delicious. But yeah, go go check his page out and follow him and give him all the love. And then my mum. Yeah. Who actually picked this film as well and hasn't seen it and keeps asking us what we're, what we're watching and what it's about. So she's she is really interested, bless her, isn't she? I feel like it might be something that she can go back to. We're opening her mind of film as well because obviously hers is a lot more closed compared to mine. So we watched The Menu the other day, which she was really intrigued by. Mm-hmm. You are... Encouraging everybody around you to watch films and critique them. Yeah, I guess so. It's just things that kind of bother people of in the community you seem to find interesting. So by proxy, makes me interested to see what it's about. Like a little sheep things. following everybody. <laughs> no, you normally can't say all the films you like are great. No, I, I can't. I know this one. Yeah. But majority are solid. Yeah, so if you would like to join the Patreon family, mm-hmm. you can do so over on patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers where you pay £1 or $1.50 a month. You get your name read out on the show and you also get to vote once a month for a film we watch. Either one that neither of us have seen or maybe something that Sophie hasn't seen before. Depending on how it falls. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, how, if I feel like what... I want to go with. Also, you can listen to some of our previous episodes over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else they do the scoring system. Yeah, so definitely go check them out. I've got a load now. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a over, over 150 now. Wow. And if you haven't already and you want to follow us on social media, then you can by all means do that. We've, we've got a TikTok page, a Instagram, and Twitter page. 
So if you are struggling to find us, we're under the handle SP underscore film viewers. We'd, we'd hope you're not struggling to find us by this point. Go like, subscribe. You never know, people might have just started listening mm. to us. Don't know, maybe new listeners yes, out there. Yeah, I guess. But... If not, I'm sure by the time that we get to this point, people just <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> if they've already know what we're going to mm. blab about. Because yeah, yeah. to be fair, I know I would. But like, okay, that's done. Ignore the fodder at the end. <laughs> great, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back in two weeks' time to conclude the finale, but we will speak to you next time for what Sophie's hasn't seen before. We will, if, yeah, I don't have a clue what it is like. Yeah, but yeah, we'll be back next week to watch what I haven't seen, which Paul never tells me. So thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.